So, Mike, would you like to tell everyone what happened just as we finished recording the last uh, episode of this show? When you got a bit of a scare. Would you like to tell everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah, I, I didn't get murdered. Yeah, I, what was it? I, I saw something no, outside something hit my... your back door, wasn't it? Something hit your something back hit door. My you back, yeah, something hit my back, yeah. So, yeah, the back, the, back of my, uh, the back of my house, like, really big window kind of looking out on the garden. And, yeah, just something smacked against it. And the light came on. And there was nothing there, but it scared the shit out of me. Because you saw um, your I have own no idea reflection, what that was. if I remember rightly. You turned the light on, saw your own reflection, and it was you looking back at you that shut you up. Exactly. I was like, that is a terrifyingly attractive person outside my door. <laughs> and uh, it's overwhelming. It was Halloween as well. That's what would have added the extra... It was Halloween. Extra spoke to it. That's uh, right. Well, also, you know, Halloween and now my birthday. So, you know, it's special day. Birthday. Both special days, different reasons. It's my birthday today, yeah. Oh, my God, you're doing this. Wow. I know. Says a How lot. sad is that? What, what happened to 30 before 30, Mike? Where did, where did that I, I mean, I mean, not to be too blunt, and you know I like to be <laughs> humble, but I believe I won all the 30 under 30 awards back in the day. Yeah, I need new ones. We need to... I, I definitely... <laughs> I definitely peaked at the right age to win some 30 under 30 awards. That is true. <laughs> it's all downhill got, now. But you never know. got. I never got any close to anything like that because I've never accomplished anything you know, in my life. But it's nice to bring you down to my level. That's my. I'll tell you the weird one. Let's let's do some relatable content. So the, so Forbes 30 under 30, right? It's this weird mailing list you end up on, and I swear to God, I get more spam of like, <laughs> hey, here's you know that they, they sell. They keep trying to sell me like a certificate, like for like, I can't remember the number. It's a ridiculous, it's like for a couple of hundred dollars, you can have a certificate in a frame that says you've got a thing under 30. I get that ad like twice a month. It's ridiculous. How many, how many years have you been above 34 now? (laughs) Above 34 specifically. Above 30 comma four. The common oh, okay, cool. Fuck grammar, it's hard. So, well, it's it's uh, this year is thirty six. Oh, you've been above six years. Thirty six years above thirty. That's amazing. You've been it's in the game industry man. too long. Because you're you're a bit younger than me, right? You're how old are you? Thirty two, mate. In it, thirty two. That's right. I, I hang out with the young people. That's what it is. Thank Second, you. I started talking Child. to YouTubers. I just, it's, oh, they're all so young, man. You're well. You're old for a YouTuber as well. Like, oh god, I am. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my fucking co-writer is twenty, so like, I don't even. No. Oh jeez. <laughs> but then again, I do quite a lot of stuff with Ashens, who's like ninety-eight by now. So that's it evens out. It evens out eventually, you know. That's, that's right. I, like but I mean, his. Yet. But he's got he's got youthful hands, Ashens. That's what that's where <laughs> the money is. I've never met Ashens. I've watched so many Ashens videos, man. I've watched so many (laughs) Ashens videos. You've also never met me. Why not? Not in real life. Surely, at some point. We've never met. We must have have awkwardly met at a thing at some point and been a bit weird and nerdy with each other. No? No, never. There you go. There you go. It's a podcast, right? We're on the po- is this, are we on the podcast right now? Or are we just talking? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, this is, oh, this is it. This, this is, is content. Yeah, we're this in is the content last right two now. and a half hours. Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to talk to her at some point. But yeah, no, it was, we've literally, yeah. we've never met in our entire lives, ever. That's weird. I, I always assumed I'd met you at some point. 
This happened no? to me the other day, though. I, I I met someone who was an actor who's in one of our games in person, and and we were chatting. I was like, oh, and you know, this is like the second time we see each other. I was just like, we've never met in person, like, and it's yeah. So clearly, I I don't know something about the last couple of years has thrown off my uh, my memory from you know, seeing people in person. I suppose. Yeah. I, How I are you? Think, How are you? I think you're telling me. I'm all right. I thought I'd kill one of my birds today. That was my day. I was doing a big What's that? I, I was doing a big clean out of my of all my animals and stuff and I did I was doing my birds and they fly around but one of them is a bit crap at flying. He has a yeah. gold bless him but he's a bit crap at it and he properly yeah. like came down hard. He's fine but like when oh, he landed okay. and he like properly started to panic he was all like twisted up and he looked like he'd broken his neck and was properly panicking oh. and I picked him up I was like because oh. like my, my birds are weird because they don't really like leaving the cage they really just like big because it's quite a big cage they're not like in like a tiny little thing and it's like massive fucking sure you could fit many many playstation 5s into it it's a big fucking cage that's my that's unit my favorite measurement. unit of measurement yeah, yeah. For, for, solid to, unit. For big thing. <laughs> well i just yeah you have to measure how many meters do you reckon you can fit in there like at, at least a thousand like it's a wow <laughs> liters of eaters mate liters of eaters that's it's almost uh, as many vitas as were sold in the uh in europe <laughs> This st- too I, it's soon. A, it's too the soon. most beautiful handheld games console ever made. I love the Vita. I genuinely, oh. it was an amazing device. And I also owe a lot of my career to the Vita because uh, Thomas was alone, kind of didn't take off until weirdly the Vita version. Yeah, so, it was yeah. Like, it's where Kudos. indie games started to hit consoles, was the Vita. Well, they weird. had, yeah. Well, was because the, they, they had no content. They had no content. So it was <laughs> like. No, that genuinely was it. Like once the Vita kind of sides well slowed down with its sales, I think like way of playing it, they um they started reaching out to indies because they just needed games. And yep. I remember a few of us basically cut the deal with them, like, yeah, we'll we'll do a Vita port, but you've got to let us on to PS3 as well. And that was I think that was a lot of indies kind of way into console was mm. basically forcing Sony to let them do a PS3 version. <laughs> and now they make millions through indies. Well done, my <laughs> It's all worked out in the end. It's all worked out in the end. Vita's oh, such a... Just holding that console is just the most comfortable, beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. No, it's magical. Such, it's, not, it's not... Actually, even though it is beautiful, it's not my favourite handheld. My favourite handheld is the PSP Go. Have you ever oh, held it's such a hipster. PSP take. Go. <laughs> I didn't. I had a PSP, but I never played... I never touched the PSP Go, no. It weighs about three grams. It just is a nothing... Okay. And it's got the little slidey up thing, so it's really tiny. And it's just huh. this beautiful console. I adore it. I still play fucking Yu-Gi-Oh on it. It's an amazing little bit of kit. <laughs> like, I love the Vita with its fat chunkiness. But the PSP Go, if you can ever play something on the PSP Go, it's just a beautiful little system to play on. Oh, check it out. Yeah, check it out. Nice. I like the Vita. I've still got Vita dev kits. I should probably do send you? those back to Sony. I That's do. Right. I should probably send this back to Sony. They're probably just realizing probably... that and saying it in public. <laughs> <laughs> probably also put them on eBay. Um, oh, I'll tell you what. Oh, Mike, you're going to fucking not yeah. believe this. Right. So, yeah. uh, Elden Ring had a big reveal this week, didn't it? Big. It did. I've not watched any of the footage, but I saw people losing their minds over it. Fuck, Fuck man. As a, as a fan of the, of the, of the From Software games, <laughs> I'm happy. Oh, I'm happy. I'm a but massive I... fan of the first three hours of every From Software game. So that's all I ever <laughs> see of them. They're brilliant uh, games, but I'm too old. At 36, I... I can't keep up, you know. It took, me, it took me a long time to get into them. Like, as I, I bounced yeah. hard off of Dark Souls, which is the first one I played. I was like, this is for idiots. 
and it's now like yeah. one of my most played games and I just adore its nuances and it's 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 the most acquired taste in my mm. opinion in, like in gaming because you can sort yeah. of learn to like it um but yeah Elden Rings but it's the, like the coffee reason... or beer when you're when you're a young adult I'm gonna say young adult rather than teenager yeah. two, th- two um, things yeah, I yeah, still yeah. don't like the taste of so really uh, <laughs> fair play yeah, don't drink coffee. And be, I've got um, I got a thing where I can't anything fermented all tastes exactly the same. All smells exactly. It smells like it's off. It smells like raw chicken. So I don't drink mm. because my body rejects alcohol. I mean, your defense, fermented literally is a nice way of saying has gone off. So yeah, so fair play. So I'm right. Your body's not wrong. wrong. <laughs> uh, it tastes say, nice. Oh, what well, I did this week, because I mean, you were thinking you were making some money off your Vita dev kits. I managed to nab one of the six thousand super ultra limited edition premium collector's edition off of uh, just the the fucking wherever we're selling. I can't remember we're selling them, but somewhere we're selling them. And I was yeah. like, oh, I, I literally just went on. I was like, oh, is there any of those left? Oh, there are. Oh, that's good. And it was like available for like a four minute window, and I just like walked in and bought one with no planning. I was like, oh, this is nice. Of what? Sorry, of, of what? Of Elden Ring? Yeah, Elden Ring. No. Of one of the premium collector's edition things for just the normal oh, RP. Nice. Yeah. I'm chuffing that because if I sell well. it on eBay now, I'll make about a grand by the look of it. So. But you won't know because you love it, right? Yeah, no, there's so no way. person to get that. Yeah. No yeah. way in fucking hell I'm going to be doing that. So, yeah. And I wouldn't have bought it no, if it good. was fuck scalpers, you know? It's just, it was, I, I got it. Yeah, and I, was, I looked at things and I was like complaining. I was like, oh, I found it really easy to buy. And then you look into it and I'm like, oh, shit. It's like yeah. on, on PS5 launch day, I had two PS5s in my house. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. why Why couldn't you guys buy one of these? It was really easy. <laughs> Simply do exactly as I did. It's you, you, What you need to do now is you do a GDC talk. Yeah. You <laughs> like, if you just follow my simple steps, you're guaranteed to get a limited cop- edition copy of Elden Ring. And anyone who doesn't do that is lazy or stupid. <laughs> uh, you could do very well on TikTok with this, uh, this kind of... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Plus, you're the right age now to be doing the kind of the whole kind of uh, you know those kind of sad thirty somethings who do TikToks about how to be alpha males and all that nonsense. No, that I have know nothing about TikTok. I am. Terrible. Oh, it's so it's so fascinating, man. I've gone into it, <laughs> not not into it like unironically, <laughs> but just like there is some fantastic uh, just grifters, just lots and lots of very entertainingly bad grifters. It's good. Oh, and speaking of NFTs, how's the? <laughs> it's been a bit of a topic this week. I've been reading NFTs are just trying to kick the door to. I saw it advertised games. on a bus. It's the future of games, Dan. Oh, advertised man. on a yeah. bus. Well, that's. I mean, the, I, I saw someone tweeting about that, and they were absolutely right. It's the second you see it on a bus, the market's already gone. Yeah. If if they're starting to have to grift like the mainstream public, then you're not going to get. You're not going to make money in in that space. Yeah, but yeah, it, fair play. That's hilarious that it's on the side of a bus. Like NFTs are a thing. What is it? Well, we pretend to own things. Yeah, we will <laughs> sell you a piece of paper that says you own a thing. Um, no, sorry, not even a piece of money. See, yeah. a piece of paper. Sorry, it's uh, yeah. A I mean, to be fair, screen. all money, all money is a, a lie. There you go. There's them. I'm like the socialist. <laughs> 20 minutes into the podcast but like you know all, all money is a promise everything's an iou so i get yeah. the logic but the, the reason that money is different is that there are countries and you know armies and <laughs> structures that, that yeah. have basically made a dollar have value regulators um, that well, keep it in a regulators that keep in check yeah 
Um, it's like money, but money with no laundering. regulation. That's that doesn't sound like a what good go way wrong? of doing money. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds hey, like I'd say it's, it's an. I I mean I don't yeah I'm I'm not a financial guy so I you know but on the game side I I have yet to see a good pitch and I've received many pitches uh, of of a good structure for using NFTs in the game context that couldn't just be done with a server. Uh, There's a Doctor but, Who NFT yeah. game. No, is there yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, it's been around for like a year. It's this a is the game. second. This is the second most disappointing piece of information I've heard about the BBC this week. <laughs> oh, God, what else have they done now? Oh, you've, uh, you, there's no way you've not seen all of the all the awfulness that they're uh, treating the trans community very badly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought, I thought they'd done something oh. else, because it's the BBC. Oh, you thought it was a third piece of news, yeah. No. Fortunately not, yeah, we'll see. Because I got rid of my TV license because of all that shit. Like, I, I didn't for a long mm. time have a TV license because I don't watch fucking TV. I'm in my 30s. I watch things on, on the internet where God intended mm. you to when you want. Yeah. I watch films on Disney Plus so I can pause it. I'm never going to the cinema again. I have no interest in that. But mm. what happened was I watch wrestling live, but I watch it on a th an app, an online app thing, but it's also broadcast later on a channel and it's enough of a legal mm. grey area for them to get you in court, even though it the important thing. Work. The important thing with legal grey areas is not to talk about them on uh, public podcasts. Oh, yeah, that's, my, that's my, my hot take for you. Here's the thing, right? Yeah. Is, I'm yeah. talking about now because yeah. I went, I don't want to deal with that. I'm going to get a TV license again. So I have a TV <laughs> license again. Okay. Even though, although I know somebody who was taken mm. to court because they had DVDs of a BBC TV show, and the person who they let in the house was like, "Oh no, no, we're going to get you a court date for that. You got, you're watching DVDs of BBC," and literally took them to court. And the judge was like, "No, throw it out. What the fuck?" Because they want to get their numbers up of the amount of people that they pull in. Right. Yeah. It, did you know one third of all women that are in jail is because of the TV license? That's that can't done. be right. I'm pretty sure that's a fact. One, 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 one third of women. Let's 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 go for this. Google one it. Third of it's women one third who, of women. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty not, sure. I I am worried what the results would be for that Google search. So you're saying one third of women who are in prison right now, it's because of not paying the TV license. Yeah, or like go to court. Sorry, it's something along those lines. Like a third of women. Okay, go to go to court. I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> go to court makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna Google yeah. it. Hang well, on, be, be, hang on. TV license one. Third women. You're listening to the premier Doctor Who podcast. TV license evasion Who. accounts for one in three women's criminal convictions. Crikey. So almost, not necessarily prison, but conviction, yeah. Sure. Yes, almost a third of women's convictions are for not paying a TV license. There you go. Fascinating. There you go. Because, because they let people in because they feel imposed because they're supposed to be imposing TV license people that come around. So they, they deliberately mm. target single mothers. That's a thing they do. Because the BBC's fuck them. <laughs> On this show, we talk about a BBC show. <laughs> that soon will kind of not be a, a BBC show. It's soon to be a Sony-owned TV show, which I find quite... I, is that right? Or is it's the production companies uh, being bought by Sony, right? But the, yeah. the ownership of the IP would still obviously reside with BBC, I assume. The debate is that it seems that creative control has shifted entirely to Bad Wolf Productions. I could, I could believe that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be an interesting. So, but and I, I mean, I don't know if you saw, but um, a few weeks back, mm. after he was, uh, we said he said that he was going to be 
um, running Doctor Who. Russell T. Davis went on stage uh, um, some award and basically slagged off the LGB alliance and said to remove the T is to kill um, and stuff like oh, that. And I'm good. like, oh, we're getting a trans companion. We, we've got to. Like, he's got to do that, right? There's gonna there's gonna be a huge trans representation in Doctor Who. He he has been on the right side of a lot of history over the years. In yeah. fairness, <laughs> he really has. I'm sure. Yeah, I've been a fan of his for a long time. He's a wonderful, wonderful man, is Russell T Davis, and we do. You know what I like as well as along with all of that, you know, important work. He's also a good writer. He's yeah. also a good writer. <laughs> he can. Hey. What he can do is he can tell a story. It's good. He can. Um, do, do you want to briefly touch on Doctor Who in this podcast at some point? <laughs> I mean, let's do it. How did you like? How did? You, hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, hi, hey, Mike. Hi, hi, Mike. Hey, hi. How hi. how did you like this week's episode of Doctor it, Who? It was Chibnall's best episode for a long time. R- yes. It right. Was yes, I a- agree with that. It was not an episode of television I would ever watch again. That is also true. <laughs> it I was think a we're very, in a very functional episode that got pieces in the places they need to be in a semi-entertaining way. It was a lukewarm McDonald's. A lukewarm it McDonald's was fine. Was fucking good though. In some cases. I mean, that's if, fair, a, yeah, it depends, if, no. if you're eating cold chips out of a bag in a hotel room, but you've had a good night, that's a, it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, it's a good time. I've never I'll eaten a bag of I've eaten Burger King in a hotel. I don't think I've ever eaten McDonald's in a hotel. That's lived. a life experience I've yet to experience. Yeah, never live, mate. I'm I'm the fucking I'm amazing at really eating <laughs> McDonald's chips. I'll tell you that. That's my that's my one talent in life. What's your method? I'm not telling you. It's a secret. You're not secret. I got... <laughs> you, you will admit to legal grey areas when it comes to streaming wrestling. <laughs> you won't tell us how to reheat some chips. That's amazing. Yeah, that is I'm an not... amazing set of priorities. I love it. I mean, I'm just. I mean, <sighs> wrestling's cheaper mm. than the BBC. I mean, it's only three pound fifty a month. Wrestling is fucking great. Um, mm-hmm. No, I, it's. I mean, I, I have some friendships that I think are entirely down to the fact that I can read McDonald's chips well. And so, do you that keep secret... it secret even from those friendships? I'll give you. I'll give you. It's not that you provide the service because you're not. You're not like a. You're like a streaming platform where you are. You are giving that information to the other party where you're saying, "Hey, this is how it's done." It's not that you. You're like anytime you need, call on me and I will come round to your house and reheat some chips. Yeah, I, you are. Yeah. You're telling people your method. You're selling your method in the way. No, that, no, actually, no. You know, some I, of the greatest magicians in the world happen, do. It can only happen in my house. They have to come. It can to only my house. happen in your house. It can only happen. I in, I've got secret, secret methods. I see. They're amazing. People it's reminding go, oh me, God. ironically, of the movie The Founder about the guy who 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 stole the idea for McDonald's. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, what's also interesting is we managed to talk to Doctor Who there for about 43 seconds, which I think is a we new We got best. there. We did for a second. A we did it for a second. <laughs> Speaking of uh, reheated ideas. Uh... <laughs> what if that one episode, a really messy episode of the 11th Doctor's run was a whole series? So, Mike, what what's the Flux yeah. doing? Just a question. What's the Flux doing? Whatever the writer needs it to do. Oh, do not ask nothing. any more questions about the flux. It's done nothing, right? So far, it's, well, isn't it like no... a, it's like a wave, isn't it? It's like it is like a 
it's like a natural disaster kind of ripple effect timey why me actually i don't know what it's doing thinking about it now you've said that <laughs> what is the flux doing because well no so the centaurans kind of rode it back right they they no they, they had they it. had they had like they could oh. just travel in time in some way but yeah they used a slight but they could do it loads of times they that was their first go at it was going back to crimea yeah so crimea. <laughs> you are old so having i am old <laughs> So, so yeah, the uh, yeah they did it themselves. They just went back themselves. Kind of, they just used it as a bit of a poke. Right. So far, all it's done basically. It's That's got, what I'm thinking of it as like a wave. It's like they surfed on it. They surfed the uh, the flux. More, I don't more, know. More, it's the wind. They've sailed because of it. That's the, yeah. It's, it's like the wind. There you go. Yeah. It's as dangerous as the wind on a not particularly windy day because all the time travel and messy. Lots of things happening at the same time. Time travel was because of the Sontarans. They weren't involved at all. Were they? I see. I was really proud of myself. I felt like this was the first Doctor Who in a while. I actually followed the plot, and now you're basically pointing out to me that that was because there was no plot. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, the, I mean, the, they all wake up, like I think I said at the end of the last episode they're just going to appear somewhere else and fuck it I think was was exactly what I said mm. and that they just appeared somewhere else and fuck it uh, and uh, I like the TARDIS not having a door that was something I've written for the TARDIS before so I was annoyed to see it but also it looked as fun as I thought it would be <laughs> but for me the TARDIS yeah. door was always on the other side it just it just was on the side you weren't looking just mm. to, just to because I liked, I played antechamber. That's because yeah, it's a very, that's a, that's a very Doctor Who-y kind of uh, way of framing it. Yeah, it's not just think, not there. Yeah. It's just on the other side. Even if you're mm -hmm. on the other side, no, it's on the other side. Yeah, you know. Um, oh, I get that, it. Good. that was quite fun. But yeah, so the Sontarans were back in time and also in modern times. Mm -hmm. And everything. Well, yeah, because kind of... um, because what's his because what's his name only wanted to film in Liverpool this episode. Yeah, um, <laughs> John Bishop. It's very specific. His, his rider John said he just like, actually leave Liverpool. Yeah, you're not going to put me anywhere near. Uh, uh, what what's, uh, what was what's the what's most stock two shot? It's like a Cardiff. It's like an old yeah. mine, isn't it? Or uh, yeah. yeah, quarry. Not that's going near quarry. For. That's the word I was looking for. Not going near the quarry. I'm going to shoot on this street in Liverpool <laughs> again uh, several times. Yeah, but if you think so, about it, McDonald's so, around the corner. My mate Dan can reheat the chips. I'm not. I'm not going. Not going on set. Not going anywhere else. Yeah, I mean that's the. I mean you have to come here, and I'm not telling where I am. I, I live. Maybe I do live in Liverpool. Oh. Um, you live in a secret location. I do. I like that. It's good. It's a useful thing mm. to do. It's you. You live at number twenty-seven. Uh, <laughs> just. How creep how creeped out would I be if I actually did live at a number twenty seven somewhere? Like he would have just destroyed me. I would have just been like, "You've got to delete out the episode." Yeah. I like doing that because you can guess sort of most houses or most streets or stuff are like number sixty or seventy. So every sixty yeah. seventy people, you can guess the number of on average. Mm -hmm. You can just mm -hmm. freak one person out a lot. Like, oh, I know you number yeah number fourteen. Yeah, it's like Sam <laughs> listening to this right now, just shat himself or herself based yeah. on me saying that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a fun game to play. Yeah. Yeah. But Sam knows we don't like them, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't mind Sam. I don't think I the problem is I think a lot of people misunderstand Sam. I've heard a lot of like, you know, people being mean about Sam, but I've I've always stood up for him. I've always stood up for Sam. 
Sam's I've a prick. Stood up for you, Sam. I've never stood up for Sam. Sam. Come on now. Sam's as good as a person as Chibnall is at writing. <laughs> so in this episode, they're adequate. There you are. That's a compliment for you, Sam. You it, know what? You know what? Did, Sam. It, it, yeah, the plot of this, I would say, is it's solid because it, it, it keeps its, for the most part, it doesn't try and overcomplicate itself. And I admire that. I think yeah. that last week's was just pulling in a million directions. This is like, this is pretty, pretty tight, pretty much solidly telling me a process. I can follow the character motivations, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. It seems weird to praise it for that, but yeah, it's, it's solid. Solid. It was, I mean, yeah, it, 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 hit, it hit the fundamentals, which we're not used to on this podcast. We're not used to <laughs> we, we are damning with fame praise. It's crazy. Very yes. basic levels. It missed a lot of very basic levels that I would have hit because I'm a competent writer. Um, stuff like, <laughs> stuff like, just an explanation about how the time travel ship was even vaguely working. Because, mm. uh, so the Sontarans landed. Let's see if we can get the the timeline. The flux hit Earth Let's do and it. went. For a while, and Sorry, then, how'd it go? If, thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah. And then something, something. The Sontarans will turn up. Yeah, and they also attack back in time because if they attack back in time, then when they currently are won't be there. Where they've successfully invaded will no longer be there, and therefore they win. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's ty- That's how they function. Classic, it's always a good idea to really undermine your own lead attack with... No, hang on, they had a lot of temporal energy. The conclusion of the story was they had temporal energy, so they must have... Doesn't matter. They time travel because of the flux, <laughs> because of themselves. Doesn't matter. So they invaded there, because for three mm-hmm. minutes there was an eclipse where I'm assuming all the it went, all the stars went out and everything went out around the world. Mm-hmm. There was a three-minute eclipse. So that means the flux is gone. The flux left. Yeah, the flux I'm not. I'm not interjecting. I'm, I'm letting you. I'm letting you roll through. <laughs> Go for it. So, okay, the flux was attacking Earth. All the spaceships which could block <coughs> the the thing were there, and they blocked mm. out the sun for three minutes. They all left. Uh, mm. The flux left. Earth was fine. Earth didn't get destroyed in any way. So, mm-hmm. thumbs up there. Then the Sontarans landed when the flux wasn't there anymore, using some sort of energy that I can't remember from the episode to travel back in time to the Crimean War, because if you're going to attack the past, you might as well attack the past where they have invented gunpowder and not like just go and stamp mm-hmm. on the first thing to crawl out of the ocean and call it a fucking day. They want mm-hmm. the war, but they don't want like a proper war, although they did win, even though Liverpool didn't seem to have signed seen any signs of battle or anything there wasn't battles in the streets people just seemed to yeah Liverpool was strangely resilient (laughs) to the invasion like fair play like yeah I mean no no people who were related to Dan were resilient and that was it (laughs) like so aliens landed in Liverpool for three days they were there for three days when Dan then appeared his house was gone so it was still the same time so there's been no time changing from the Crimea stuff yeah so we knew that that was going to be fine Mm-hmm. So then Dan, for some reason, gets into a Sontaran spaceship where he mm-hmm. meets Chewbacca again, and they crash mm-hmm. that Sontaran spaceship into the other Sontaran spaceships, which mm-hmm. was one of the worst visual effects I've ever seen, followed by one of the best in Doctor Who, which was in the same shot, which I thought was really impressive, with them jumping out of the ship, 
Just, mm-hmm. just at the ship, and then the ship crashing into stuff. They're at the ship. That's a terrible plan. That's a terrible plan. That's a terrible plan. Terrible, terrible mm-hmm. plan. Uh, but that ship then had a temporal explosion, which was said to destroy mm-hmm. all the ships throughout time of those mm-hmm. Sultaran ships. Except so, the ones so, that so were then, left in the Crimea. So then it didn't do that. And then yeah. that's okay, because that guy smuggled 85 barrels of <laughs> barrels of gunpowder uh-huh. for every ship under his coat, yeah. I'm assuming. So the Doctor can tell him off. So the that's the can... thing that happens in Doctor Who. Well, it's normally, doctor yeah. Tells someone, doctor... tells anyone off. This Doctor does. This Doctor killed like the surrendering kid in the Amazon episode. The kid that's was a like, point. "I give up," and she was like, "Fuck you, bang." Um, because yeah, you needed the thing. So then, the, those Sontarans were blown up. So then, all the Sontarans mm-hmm. were blown up. Yeah. So the Sontarans were just because they just they just blew up. My question is this. <laughs> go, go, go for it. Where's the flux gone? It's the flux, a wave. It's, it's, the flux it's a ripple. It's not evolved in any of this story. In that's that the story, flux is... the flux turned up to Earth after destroying loads of planets and just turned around and went, oh, not that, not that one, sorry. That's it's because, like, and this is going to blow your mind. Fogons. It's got, it's, this is not, this is somehow not... This isn't a serialized story. This is an episodic story. Yeah. Like this is not this is not actually building towards something outside of the stuff that's happening in the uh, in the weird temple space. Like I remember the on the planet time. Um, <laughs> like all of that stuff, it's it's kind of separated. That's that's it's 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 basically like they've put the it's what we were talking about last week they've put the kind of the next week on stuff like into the episode like cutting back and forth to it yeah um so this series was it's gonna not be a it doesn't feel like this series like a normal that's what it series feels like episodes yeah and then they've just taken their best stories and have spliced stuff in i mean they said it, this episode was 15 minutes longer than a normal <clears> episode wasn't it it was longer it's kind of it's like it felt and this stuff I think it's. I think it's much. It did feel long. I, I the. I think it's a much less good version of the way, like say, Marvel tells its stories. Like when you're watching a Marvel movie, uh, and they have you know the bit where they introduce a character who's going to have their own movie down the road or whatever. That's sort of the same idea, right? That's not an, an essential part of this story, but it's kind of setting something up for the future. But I feel like those films are so much better <laughs> and therefore yeah. you don't mind a little bit of that. And it's fun to see and it's usually integrated pretty well. And the strong and the yeah, the stronger movies do it in such a way that you almost don't even notice when they're doing it. I mean um, Do- Doctor Who did it with Clara. Clara's first appearance was during Amy and Rory's run, where she appeared as mm-hmm. uh, Clara Oswin. Think it was Oswald. was that intentional or was that kind yeah, of yeah, was yeah. that like a red one? Oh, it was no, okay. that, that is her. That's the first version. But she's a Dalek. The reveal of the episode is she's a Dalek. So you reveal this companion right. that the audience know that this is going to be the companion because that story's already come out, and then they see her and they're like, "Oh my god, the new companion's already here!" And then it's like, "No, she's a Dalek," and it adds mystery and intrigue as well as being right. yeah, yeah, a yeah. great reveal for the episode. And like that's fun. That's fun. Yeah, and that's the, a this fun way of doing it. This feels bolted in, and it feels strange. And yeah, I, I guarantee, or I don't, I don't know this, but it feels like this could have been a standalone episode that's been kind of 
adjusted and that might actually explain why it's a compelling story <laughs> it might be that the the, the the beats were there because it was designed to be a one episode story and that's why it's more entertaining than uh, than last week's episode potentially it, um, it has but, problems though even the even it though did. it was a basic entertaining story in that the Sontarans, these massive strategic geniuses mm. all go to bed at the same time with nobody when on you, guard and you get sleepy, mate, you know. <laughs> also, they have a button on the back of their head that insta-kills them. Did we know that before? Is that something that's Yeah, in, that's, that's from episodes? the very beginning. Very beginning. Oh, okay, fair play. Fair I, play. D- I don't know why they don't just put, like, a little, like, cap over it. Little, just a bit of little armor. Cap, yeah, just like a... Yeah, just like a little... Uh, like a... Little, yeah, little cap. Like a little petrol cap. Like, it's just a little... A little, a little, a little saucepan. Not a saucepan, saucer. That's what I was thinking of. Um, yeah. yeah, very strange. Also, one weird thing for me this episode, I don't know if this was just me, did the jokes really not land at all in this episode for you? Like, there were several, like, jokes where they had, like, and I don't know if it was the editing, but they had, like, a little pause after the joke had been delivered, like you were meant to laugh, and it just kind of hung there a little awkwardly. I don't know if that was a weird editing choice in this episode, but it just felt like the jokes... The pacing on the jokes was very odd to me in this one. I don't know, was that me, or is that... No, I I got that after he said... Pan fried Santaran or something. When there was that one, there was the I wanted to ride a horse. Where I swear yeah. it was like five seconds of silence after he said that, like it's a big joke, and it's like, yeah. And there was there was there was yeah. lots of weird ones. There was the um, uh, there was in the in the uh, when they're talking over Skype to Dan in the future, and the character says something like um. I don't understand what's going on. Again, like a weird pause for effect there. It was just a very strange... Yeah. Yeah, very structurally odd. It almost felt like those were, if not improvisations, like choices that were made in the filming and then didn't quite work in the end. I don't know, it's very strange. I mean, this is from a, 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 a series that quite recently had an episode, in fact, like three episodes ago, and I had an episode where they kept in a flubbed line. Remember the, <laughs> the flubbed line? It just fucked it I've up. I've done it. I've done it. There are games of ours that one hundred percent shipped with uh, with lines wrong. I've done that. I, I have no shame. Yeah, but you can probably notice if someone fucks a line up and then retakes. I mean, Skyrim did famously, didn't it? Skyrim's got a, a flub line. I believe mm. Skyrim or Oblivion, one of those two. Fuck. Um, but no, it was just in a in a in a forty five minute episode, you can probably clock a flub line. You probably catch it. Yeah. Yeah. In um, during the filming. Um, I hate Yaz. <laughs> Yaz, watch. Still hate her. <laughs> just a nothing. Keep, just her, a, keep her updated. Yeah. Just a just, well, pile of fucking nothing. Like they all just. I land did on like. The floor. I did. Yeah. They land on the floor. There's Sontarans in the Crimean War, but there's Sontarans, and they've just. They're all just fucking scattered everywhere. Oh, we don't know how we get here. And Yaz goes, "Could this have something to do with the flux?" Turns out, no. <laughs> Nothing but, has anything to do with flux. Like, really? That's a question you're gonna really? I I kind of I didn't I didn't I thought she was pretty interesting. I like I like the whole what would the doctor do? I liked that as a kind of a, a the set of choices she's making. I think the actress was doing a good job of conveying that as well in the performance of kind of out of her depth but trying. 
And I kind of liked that for that character. I thought it was quite fun. I think it's the character... I've been, it's the first time I've rooted for her in an episode, I think. Like, in terms of just like, oh, I, I really hope you... I hope this all works out for you, you know? I'm hoping time burns her out from the inside out. <laughs> just, wow. just hollows her out and turns her into a shell of nothing. Mm. Oh, would we spot a difference? <laughs> I'm such a dick. Uh, why does she write, all... what would the doctor do on a palm in pen? Does she not sweat? <laughs> that's that Of all of your nitpicks, that's probably the best one this episode. Does she not sweat? What happens is there's uh, a circuit in the TARDIS uh, that uh, prevents sweating. No one in the TARDIS sweats. That's also why they don't need to shower very often. That, I just um, want to no point one in the out. TARDIS sweats. I want to point out that that's not that black goo is all through the fucking TARDIS. It's all the remains of what would the fucking doctor to run on Yaz's palms smeared everywhere. Because that's the worst place to write anything to remember it. Mm. What would the You're doctor very do? right. They fade away the moment I picked anything up. Yeah. Yeah. And I said it's, it's a, a serial writing yeah. on the back of a hander. Like, I know that right. shit doesn't survive. That's your preferred method. Yeah, it's far, but it survives longer. Is your point? Yeah, yeah. I get where you're coming from. I think, I think, I think we've both raised some really valid points on this podcast already. I think, I think this is going well. I think you should be proud of yourself. <laughs> oh, I've got loads. Why can't the Sontarans aim? Because <laughs> they're bad guys in a piece of science fiction. What are you talking about? That's that's every. That's that's just that's just how. Because because the people he's they're in, aiming at are the protagonists of the story, Dad. That's the answer to your question. I will stand up for that. He's in an alley. Mm-hmm. I could have hit him. I could have. <laughs> I, in an alley, uh, I could have worked out how to fire the gun and hit him by the time he reached the end of the fucking alley. I would <laughs> love. I would love to watch the reshot version of an episode of Doctor Who where you're in it, solving the problems. <laughs> Just kick the door down. Clearly there, a Dalek. This person over here. And this guy can't shoot, so he's here. Just point it all out. That'd be great. I think I'd ruin the fun a little, but... um... But you would fulfil the narrative role of the Doctor, which would be interesting. They could shoot straight when they're on the battlefield. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why there was a big Interference from, uh, I don't know, Mars. Mars was eaten by the Flux. Was it? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God, what else? Jody, Jody's doctor. As soon as the co- the companions like Yasland, she looks at a palm and he goes, "Oh, I wonder what I've wrote. I can't remember." And then goes on mm. and is the doctor. Dan lands and is like, "Okay, a day ago I was a normal being. Let's climb into this alien spaceship." Nah, 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 nah. And Jody just has a fucking panic attack because her companions aren't there. I do uh, like I do like the Dan superpower is that he's very chill. <laughs> But he's just he's just laid back. He's just your your chill uncle. I kind of I do kind of I don't I don't hate that. I do kind of like the whole yeah you know. I'm realizing that that's kind of the that's the setup that they're doing in that museum scene in the first episode is that the authorities keep kicking him out. He just kind of wanders back in because don't worry about it. He he likes being there, you know. Um, and it's kind of setting up that that's his character, that he's going to basically be nonplussed by everything. I kind of like that. That's kind of a fun... It's definitely like anti the entire premise of Doctor Who as a concept. 
Yeah. Uh, it's fun. I like it as a shift. It's kind <laughs> Imagine of if the first reveal of the Dalek from its eye stalk view as it goes down that corridor and damns the companion of the first Doctor. He goes, right, mate. And then it ends. Instead <laughs> yeah. of that wonderful scream. And I think Doctor Who would have lasted as long. Yeah, I, I think it would have made it this, this far. <laughs> it would have made it this far. If you want me to shit on down a little bit, I'm happy to do it. Um, Go for it. Knock yourself out. So... Dan, who's supposed to be this person who cares about everybody, doesn't have soup for mm-hmm. himself to make sure soup's there for everybody. At the end of this yep. episode, after he's thwarted an alien invasion, doesn't check on his girlfriend or parents that he's that have survived an alien incursion. In his defence, the girlfriend isn't important this episode, but will be in a much later episode. Right? <laughs> they're going to leave it just long enough that I'm going to forget who that is and you're going to have to tell me. That's how long <laughs> they're going to leave it. Why is he worrying about that woman who's been kidnapped? Because that's his girlfriend, Mike. It was established in the first episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, but not Claire. There were two, remember? There was Claire who was taken by the Weeping Angels. Then there was his girlfriend who was taken by the scary house that then turned out to be... Oh, we saw the scary house again. Or just a floaty scary house. That's right. We saw something that looked like the poster for fucking Cabin in the Woods just hovering around. That's... Just sitting there. I've not thought about Cabin in the Woods for years, man. <laughs> That's crazy. The Flux is probably in Cabin in the Woods. Um, that probably was, I like the, I Probably thought, on I that whiteboard. Yeah, I thought that was a cool little visual. The little little floaty, crapped mm-hmm. up house, town village thing. That was a nice little, good good special effects in this episode. Compared to last. There were, actually. There were. It was. I was actually thinking that a lot throughout the episode, just that generally, it's incredibly well made. Like, the craftsmen on this... And the kind of the the effects, the set design, the costuming, like everything is top notch. It's in service of a story I don't love, but like the actual, the elements come together beautifully. Like in terms of, yeah, everything looks really good. It's it's definitely, I think, the most, uh, it, it, it looks better than Doctor Who has in the past, in my opinion. Like I think it's come together really nicely. I just wish, you know, they were filming different stories, but the, the actual kind of work that goes into that episode is impressive from everyone <laughs> everyone else. Yeah. I mean, I didn't particularly yeah. like them walking through the rock because that looked like it was straight out of fucking TNG with the green screen that was on display there. Sure. That was uh, not great. But sure. no, I thought there was some... And the, them falling out to... Clearly their deaths above the... Whatever river it is that runs through Liverpool. Well, Liverpool's on the mm. coast. I don't know geography even slightly. Um, whatever fucking thing it was, you know, they they were clearly Fam- famously a lot of docks in Liverpool. I think I think that's yeah, probably yeah, yeah famously that's yeah, yeah. But they they <laughs> fell to into the water like twenty stories mm. at speed from yeah. a ship well, that's, that was but... going about two hundred miles an hour. Here's a question for you. A kind of a macabre question, but I quite like it. Uh-huh. How many people do you think in history or in the history of popular entertainment? So let's say I don't know when did when did when did movies catch on as an art form for like the average public? Probably in the twenties or so, right? Yeah. What? How many people since since cinema has existed? There's been a shorthand that if you jump into water from any height, you're going to be fine. Throughout right. history, how many people in the real world have died as a result of making that presumption based on popular culture? A fuck. Quite time. a few, right? Oh, a fuck time. Yeah. You don't survive. Because water's basically a solid surface if you're traveling at any speed at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So don't do that, kids. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. If, if you take one thing away from this episode, <laughs> don't jump into the don't, water. Don't jump into water from a great height. It is bad to do that. Water oh. is dangerous, kids. 
Yeah, especially not if you're shooting out of a spaceship, middle of a spaceship, and shooting down. If you find yourself in a spaceship, don't jump out of it into the water. Yeah. Unless that's actually gonna... that is that's day two at NASA. They teach you that. <laughs> don't. Don't what do they it. teach you day what? This is Elon Musk. If you see him, report him to security immediately. <laughs> He's not allowed here. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I was having a drink. I don't know why I tried to keep talking. Um, it almost sounded like a transformer there. That was good. That's transformers, isn't it? That's, That's better. Like, See now it's it was it was it was technically better, but it had less heart than the first time, I thought. Just like a lot like Doctor Who. <laughs> thank you. Did thank you enjoy you. the handprint scanner that worked with literally any fucking shape whatsoever? Yeah, but I like, feel like in a way that is how it would work. There's well, like, I, I enjoyed like... that there was a, the handprint scanner that Jody was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll be like vaguely like that, and they're like, yeah, whatever, and then later on the fucking Chewbacca just like hit the bit above it, whatever that is, and the door yeah. closes. I, like, I mean, like, oh, given how much it. costume that poor guy's wearing, he can he I can forgive him missing the panel a little bit. I think that's fair enough. Oh no, he hit the panel. He put his hand on the yeah. panel, and the door doesn't close. And he looks at it, and there's just like a red light above it. So he just punches that, and the door closes. I'm like, all right, that, that door will <laughs> just open or close for any reason whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Usability, um, you know. I like Dan's parents. Pity they died at the end of the episode. Maybe I don't know. I did like. I did like the parents. I did like. I did like them. That was fun. That was the one. That was the one joke I laughed at. Actually, in this episode was um, what was it? It was uh, well, just honestly, just their their back and forth in the car. Just that got me. I loved that. Yeah, someone who still lives with their parents, like Chris Chibnall, will be able to write dialogue like that very well. <laughs> he probably just went on a car journey with them. Was just writing it down. We'll drop. We'll drop you off at the quarry. I will say. I will say that for Chibnall. Here we go. A little Chibnall defense for you. I do think. I do think the the closer the and this is. I mean, obviously, a problem writing Doctor Who. The closer he gets to the mundane and the kind of normal world, his character writing is solid. Like there are moments of like. I'm going to disagree. Uh, yeah. Believe. No, I know you would. I know you I'm would. I'm going to say... But the important thing is I get through the sentence. You, you carry on. No, go for it, please. The moment a character hits yeah. the age of 50 or above, he can suddenly surprisingly write them. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Except for the Doctor, who he considers to be like 20 or something. Like, <laughs> the Doctor's thousands of years just doesn't count. But mm-hmm. as soon as... Because I'm thinking like Ryan and Yaz, I'm like, no, no, there's no humanity there. They're just kind of flat nothings of. Remember Ryan? I'd already forgotten. I'd already forgotten Ryan. I'd already <laughs> forgotten Ryan. Oh, that, that makes me feel terrible. He's still on that bike. <laughs> Falling down the hill. <laughs> Actually, I know we complained other people who worked on it. Can I slag off one art person? <laughs> I mean, I just. I feel full disclosure at this point. My partner works very hard on art in the uh, film and television industry so i will go on but i will Perfect. jump to the defense of the poor person you're about to insult who worked <laughs> their ass off go on go on dad. this person who shows up every day does their job to the best of their ability go on dad dad tell us tell us what they did wrong go on dad why was the guy planning an assault the general whatever he was was in that little tavern hospital 
combo. Mm-hmm. Why was he planning yeah. his assault on mm-hmm. a world map? Because <laughs> he's so, an arrogant I guess I, the map in front of him hard, right? was yeah. a world map. Jody <laughs> takes it off of him. The map he's using to plan the skirmishes, and it's just a world map. So that with wasn't only, that wasn't with only one on. country labelled, and it's Santa. <laughs> so what I'll say, what I'll say is that wasn't an artist who did something wrong. That was an art lead or production manager who made the mistake of getting that map on the table. But is yeah. that maybe, is that to imply, is that to imply that, it, yes, it's the Crimea, but actually this is a massive world-spanning war that's taking place? Is that meant to imply a bigger scale than what you're actually seeing? No, because they specify that the Sontarans were there because it was such a bloody skirmish, but then they didn't have the actual opponents in the bloody skirmish to make it the Mm. bloody skirmish. Basically, you know like when people do like the Civil War reenactment? The Sontarans tried to do that through Mm. time. Yeah. They they just were like, we're going to be the Russians first. (laughs) Take over Russia. Yeah. So they didn't undo that so canonically now russia is mm. just full of sontarans they only Canonic- blew up canonically i know right i'm <laughs> trying to canonically excuse me canonically. today we discovered the origin of time mm-hmm. and it's from the planet time so this is so that was so that was actually going to be one of my questions to you as 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 the alan davies of this podcast as the as the token idiot who doesn't really understand uh, any of this <laughs> Um, <laughs> it was a blue uh, whale. Is that, is, yeah, is that, is that, is the planet time and the temple of whatever, is that something from like old Doctor Who that I'm unaware of? That, that feels been... like, a, that feels like an eight or seventies idea. That feels like something that was from the canon. <laughs> to yeah, use your word. There's like the threads of something and something, something. There were books that were kind of, there's this like great house and all this other shit that's really dull. You know the really dull sci-fi when you're like, oh, we're going to make the, how time goes important, and they control the whole flow of time. And, and I'm halfway, blah, I'm halfway blah, blah, through blah, reading blah, blah, Dune yeah. at the moment, so yeah, I'm very much in that mode. <laughs> it's, it's oh, you're, you're about to finish uh, the uh, cold open if you're halfway through <laughs> reading Dune. <laughs> I like the I like the Dune the film the, the original with old Captain Picard. I, well, I said the... that, so I, I, I was asked that. But I've, I've got uh, my, the, a mate of mine, the guy who, uh, who I run the business with, is a big, he's a big Dune nerd. And he was asking me, because I've been reading it, he was like, are you, you going you gonna to try and see the movie while it's still in cinema? I was like, no, I need to go on the same journey you've been on. I need to watch the old movie with Patrick Stewart. I need to watch the uh, James McAvoy TV show. I need to watch the uh, documentary about the one that didn't happen. I need to go through the entire laborious journey that gets me to the new movie. I need to experience the entire <laughs> experience of being a Dune fan. I need to kind of basically do all of that. So you got to play the, the, the real-time strategy. I mean, Dune basically invented the real-time that's strategy. True. That's true. Yeah, that's Dune, a... Dune 2, right, was yeah, like yeah, uh, two, yeah. the kind of precursor to uh, to Command & Conquer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. It really, mm. you play it and you're like, oh my God, this is like watching the birth of these ideas. It's, it's mad. It's, it's one of those real interesting little bits of gaming history. I'm assuming it's somewhere mm. to buy. I don't know. I've still got a fucking copy of it lying around somewhere. Probably in it somewhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's a wonderful thing. But no, I I like. I've only ever seen the the Captain Picard version, which which starts by just sort of reading a huge chunk of the book at you, to sort of nice. mess you up. It's like the bit of Star Wars at the start, but it doesn't stop. 
Just, just the going. rolling text. Just goes for like 10 minutes. By the end of it, you're like, no, I have even less of an idea about what I'm about to watch. Um, but basically, somebody well, said that the, yeah. the June film and that first episode of Flux were very similar because they're both sort of trailers for the sec- the next bit. They're Makes just sense. Sort of, you know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the book... I am enjoying the book, uh, but it but it is definitely... Have you read the book? Uh, yeah, it's one of those books that I gave it's up on. It's very lorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. But I'm, yeah, right. I, I'm enjoying it, but it's... Um, I'm listening to the... So I, I'm, I'm listening to the audiobook of it. What's funny about the audiobook I'm listening to is it's, uh, it's like a dramatised one. So they have actors doing the voices of the characters, right? Oh, I love that shit. But clearly... I like that. That kind of helps me get through a book, to be honest, especially a book as dense as Dune. But the um, what's funny about it is that they clearly recorded the the actors' stuff as an abridged kind of version of Dune as a book. Yeah. And then they decided they wanted to release it unabridged. So what you have is this audio book where you listen to it, and you'll be there'll be one scene that's got like sound effects and actors and everything, and then the next scene. It's just a dude reading a book to you, like a regular audio book. <laughs> and what's brilliant about that, as a person listening to it for the first time, is it signposts to you which scenes in the book are completely irrelevant to your understanding of the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like a little sign comes up in the corner of the screen. This would be really useful in Doctor Who, actually. It just says, don't worry about this scene. Don't worry about it. This is not going to you know, take a chill. Listen to it, enjoy it. It's a little bit of color in it, but you know, don't worry about it too much. Yeah, anime I'd killer that episode. That's why, I, I yeah. was, that's why I always refer to those as now. <laughs> that's yeah. the anime filler. I like a little bit. Sprinkle a bit of the anime filler in. You need it. You need it in stories. You need a little bit of time sometimes just to kind of to breathe. I've definitely I write that into a lot of the stuff I've done of kind of just these moments of like, let's just let the just let the let the in my case, let the player just kind of sit in the world for a bit. You don't need to yeah. necessarily be constantly bombarding them with stuff. Yeah, that pacing makes sense. I always but like, it's fine like, here, like signposted. As a as a bit of game design, I always like having a little base to go back to to sort of collect your thoughts a little yeah. bit. Like I, yeah, I think cool. I've really got into Cyberpunk's world. I know it's a mess of a game. And AI Have they turned and... up? Yeah, I've not no. checked in on it. They've no. got all the updates in. No, some the cars can now drive around you sometimes. Like that is the level they're at. Okay. It's just, mm. they, they fix the police by making them immediately spawn whenever you do anything wrong slightly further away. Mm. That's the fit. And you're just like, oh. But the little home you go back to, and you have your little view yeah. out, and you have to go up the little elevator to get to it, and you have to park your car in the garage. And actually, giving those little bits of role-playing stuff really bring me into the game world. And I love games that yeah. do that. Um, I do like that. I even liked it, like... So I was going to say, Hitman's got that level with a hotel room, and you have your own little hotel room, and the amount of dead yeah. bodies that end up in that hotel room <laughs> is that <laughs> business. But it's yeah, nice. And to have I like those little um, I like Mass Effect as well, right? The Mass Effect kind of yeah. going back to the ship talk to everyone. Something I like about Guardians of the Galaxy, actually, um, like the, the, the they kind of reproduce that. I kind of like, I, yeah, I like the I like the rhythm of that. It's nice. Yeah, and you kind of you can take it. You're right. If you don't like it, you just go to the next mission. You just pew and carry on. Yeah. It's a good little, exactly. yeah, good little thing. Nice but in that game, that the, the main thing you're there for is the dialogue, so it makes sense to kind of uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, chat around with things. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, just, to, just to go back to Doctor Who, I don't think this episode had any breathing room again <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to that's the point fair. where I don't really know why that was partially set in the Crimea. I don't feel like we got anything, no history about the Crimea. Like, here's From what that. the Crimea was. Like, it, it felt like 
um, I can't remember the name now. Mary, someone. Is it Mary someone? I know yeah. who you mean. Yeah, the yeah. the not the, Florence Nightingale. Not, not a, the Florence Nightingale. That's what I was going to say. The Florence Nightingale of the Chimera. Chimera. That's a different Chimera. Place, Chimera. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, that's the virus from uh, Mission Impossible Two, um, and also you know mythological creature. Yeah. But that's I always whenever I hear Chimera, I always think of Mission Impossible Two because you have to have the Larifon, right, which is the cure for the virus. I know. Sorry, carry on. Do you want to review Mission Impossible <laughs> Two for a while? We could do that. Oh, I, 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 I'm such a Mission Impossible nerd. I've rewatched all of those films just too many times, man. I, I know them inside out. I recently bought all of them on Blu-ray, but I've only ever seen the first one. So I'm gonna. Oh man! Can we just do that me. podcast instead? Can we just do the Mission Impossible <laughs> recap podcast? I have so much more to say about Mission Impossible and Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> have you not watched? You've not watched anything but the first one. Yeah, just the first That's one. That's an interesting journey. That's like going back and watching all the Fast and Furious movies. Like, in the changes and shifts that happen in those franchises is fascinating. I've never seen a, a Fast and Furious movie. You've never seen... Oh, man, I've you I've only would... seen one from my window. They filmed it outside where I was living in London. <laughs> That's the only and thing mystery location. And it's because... Oh, no, no, no. I was found. That's why now I live in a mystery location. Because... Oh, okay. People were like, I know where you lived. And people turned up my house and I was like, okay, I guess I'm never doing that again. Oh, yeah, shit. Filming I'm out sorry, of my 10th story window. <laughs> Gonna do that again. That's, that stuff's creepy, man. Like, I, I'm still a bit weirded out when people, like, come up to you in the street and whatever. It's People are always very kind, but at the same time, yeah. it's like, oh, no, no, this is real life. What? No. Ah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah the... Um, it's nice. I don't mind. You just do Fast and Furious and Mission Impossible podcast. You do that, yeah. Curious Mission Impossible podcast. It's about family, that isn't it? That's what, that's what they say. I was saying to someone earlier, I think I would have stopped watching Dog 2 about a year ago if it wasn't for you. And I do hold you responsible for that. You know what? I think the same honest. about you, though. <laughs> is this... <laughs> this feels like a fact that we're just dragging each other down. Yeah, this is a depth. mutually... This is, yeah, this is a toxic relationship we have. Oh, no, it's I'm so glad we could realize. Oh, no. Oh, Plus, everyone's been tweeting the word orange to me for a week. Um, (laughs) That was was a choice. You fool. You fool. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't be watching this if it wasn't for you. I I gave up on Capaldi's run for a while and kept kind of flicking back to it. And I would have given up on this after... I think we've got to hang in there, haven't we? I think we've got to hang in there. At this point, we're basically done. Just so we can enjoy the Russell T Davies kind of victory lap even more, right? Yeah, unless it's shit, in which case we're gonna have the best fucking time. <laughs> <We're gonna rip laughs> I don't think I can take it. I don't think I can take it. You know, one thing I, really I can gutted. take, turning to back to Doctor Who, <laughs> trying to. We were literally talking about Doctor Who. Carry on. Dan Starkey on. was in it. I love Dan Starkey playing a Sontaran. <laughs> he played Strax from the from the the the, the Pastanata gang of Jenny Strax and Madame Vastra. The, the, uh-huh. the yeah, no, yeah. Silurian mm-hmm. Victorian housemaiden and uh, yeah, yeah. Sontaran yeah. in eleventh mm. of twelfth Doctor's runs. Big Moffat characters could have done a really. Good I do, I do like, them. I do like a Scottish Sontaran. I do like a. Dan was it a Scottish guy right? play? I don't know. I'm bad at accents. I don't know. I don't know like where the, the, from. the the standoff. The, the you're talking about like the general, right? Like the, the, no, the Dan Starkey was the, the the one who surrendered and then got shot. That was Dan Starkey. 
Oh, okay, he, he does a lot of big finish as well. He's very, he's, he's a good little voice actor. I like it. But you can always tell it's oh, Dan cool. Starkey, but he's always in sort of characters. Yeah, yeah. I quite like. Yeah, it was. Mm. I just like seeing him. It was nice to see him in this as a Sontaran again, in the slightly mm. weird. Uh, what do we think of the Sontaran design? Now we've had an episode with it. I kind of like. I kind of. I what? what they, they changed the makeup, haven't they? It's definitely a more kind it's of grungy, yeah, muckier look. I quite like that. They look less. They, they actually look a bit scary now to me. They look a bit intimidating. Whereas before, I think they were always kind of, they just looked like, you know, bouncer at a, <laughs> at a not very good club. Like, kind of, they, they Wait, that's my they dad had, you're talking about there. Mate, I, I was a barman for many years. I had my, I was protected by uh, excellent, excellent doormen. I had nothing but respect for them. They're all darlings. But you know, the, the old Sontaran did look like bouncers from a rubbish club, <laughs> in fairness. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they're right. Yeah, it's all right with it. They moved their arms better than like... they did in the first episode, so I was happy about that. Yeah. They seemed very yeah, they, It worked. It worked. I, I don't think it's not the most interesting Doctor Who villain to me. It's it's just it's fine. No, they're, they're um, a bit sort of... I mean, I, I spent today watching Star Trek, because I was watching Star Trek and cleaning. Because I was cleaning out mm. the, the birds and stuff. So I had an episode... What were we talking? Of... What, what were you watching? TNG. A nice TNG rewatch. Comfort watch. Okay. So I, I had where, two Which episodes season? Th- where are you at? A three. So I'm getting into the real good Oh, shit. okay. So it's getting good. It's getting good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had... I think it gets good mid-season two. You know what? There's a couple of bangers in season one, in fairness. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's fine. Yeah. I think it's like consistently with the occasional like Scottish sex ghost pretty good from sort of mid-season two. Yeah, yeah, I'd say seven is where it starts to buckle a little bit. Like you it yeah. definitely, it definitely feel you can tell why it was only seven seasons. Like you can definitely yeah. see the the wheel Steiner slip off a bit. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah, Star Trek. So I was, I was saying, saying. No, because I was what? Yeah, I was watching. It was a Klingon-y episode, and the Klingons Good. and the Sontarans share a lot of mannerisms, and a lot mm. of sort of they they share that sort of lust for war and battle. Yeah, kind of barky voices, yeah. Yeah, but the Klingon... And this was an episode where they go to the Klingon homeworld, it's all that honour, and Worf's going to die because his dad was a traitor. But was he? Was he not? Ooh. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Worf makes a sacrifice of his own honour to save the Klingon Empire from collapsing into civil war. And you're like, there's so much nuance and character work to sort of... You mm. can just see how these things exist in the universe and how they could, yeah, you know, eventually get to the stars and all this sort of shit. And like, so you can see that full structure, but like... It's also that Ronald Ronald D. Moore, right, was the Klingon guy. So it's a lot of the, a lot of the best stuff in the Klingon stuff was Ronald D. Moore, yeah. and then you see him obviously go and run with that in Battlestar. Yeah, um, and it's it yeah. just you see that, but with the Sontarans, they're just sort of like we like fighting, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're gonna lose. We're... It's it's very surface level. It's very. Yeah. I think all I think that's the issue is it's it's the it's the flanderization of Doctor Who, right? It's all very kind of what my mum probably thinks Doctor Who is. I, I think like, there's not always been this way, though. Oh, you think that's just a, a flaw in the... Yeah, I'm going more... F- this isn't a Chibnall dig. This is just the Sontarans in general. Mm. It's more interesting okay. when you get, like, Strax was the... Strax was the nurse. He was the medic. He was the one who broke away and was dishonoured, yeah. and he's got, like, an attitude and stuff. And that's where you start to see... When you, when you take somebody out of it is where you start to see what that actually means to be. But yeah, you want to create that contrast. Yeah. So I, well, there's no screen time for anything. That's the that's the issue, isn't it? Because we're bouncing around so much, you don't have time to linger 
like you know we're, we're praising this episode or maybe phrasing is overstating it but we we liked that this episode kind of told a logical story but it was also very quick it was very kind of you know there wasn't any time for those wrinkles that make a story interesting you know because you when you're when you're rushing to advertise the next episode to me that's time you're taking away from telling the story you're telling me right now right yeah and so that never i never felt peril or threat just because mm-hmm. of the laws of time travel you know you can't have something attacking the past and the present at the same time with the rules that we know you, you had literally the flock set up to be able to be like oh anything could happen but that had wandered mm-hmm. off and you kind of just like well you're not gonna what but then you finish the episode you go well what happened there was Sontar still you know Ru- sorry russia still fell to the Sontarans and became Sontar, and that's now a part of earth's history but is it did that happen and yeah, weirdly, there was Dan's more... parents and all these just bits up in the air, just this messy, untidy, just nothing storytelling. Which maybe they'll go into more. Maybe as it goes on, they'll go back no. to those stories, but I, I, I don't, don't think we've so. We've tried so many times. Like, the thing I want to see from this series is the Doctor to get comeuppance for their awful morals. And is that a deliberate thing, mm. all these horrible things the Doctor's done? And, and this episode, we see the Doctor, like, slanging somebody off because they blew up some retreating things. When that, this Doctor's done the same thing. Um, yeah, and and I mean it doesn't work because we just saw a temporal explosion that was going to wipe all the Santarans out anyway. So they were going to yeah, be wiped our, out triggered anyway. by our, our hero and Chewbacca. So it's yeah. like yeah, so yeah, it's it doesn't yeah, it's it's just a bit. I mean, I, I really lost uh, again. The thirteenth Doctor is kind of nothing to me because somebody's pointing a gun at the Doctor and says, "I'm going to go to war now," and the Doctor goes, "All right," and wanders off, surrendering. Mm. I mean, you know, Tennant would have given a gritted teeth speech and then shouted at the guy mm. for being wrong from a distance as they fired and everything went wrong. It's like, ah, oh, and then somebody would have had to pull Tennant away. Eleven would have gone back in time and made him kill himself. And Twelve would have just shoved the gun up his ass. Like, there's definite <laughs> there's ways of doing this. And Jody's like, yep, fair enough. You're holding the boom boom stick. She's got like the. I'm gutted of... that character. I'm gutted that character doesn't get some Russell T Davies episodes. I genuinely want to see what he would do with that Doctor, but yeah, yeah. you know, because I... I think he'd do that. I think he would retro. I think he'd retcon that. I think he would look at what what had been done with the character and go, ah, oh, there's an interesting setup here that I can play with. Yeah, and um, so yeah, you know, as, as um, what was that? oh the the Jody for me has, like, the integrity of, you know, the, the tribe of pigs in Muppets Treasure Island? You have I, boom I, boom I, stick. Bye-bye. That's it. Remember. That's Jody. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's all I get from this Doctor, is mm. the pigs from, from Muppets Treasure Island. And that's being generous. It, oh, God. It really is a... Yeah, I just, I just wanted to, and then she like Vulcan nerves grip a child, and then kind of doesn't go and help. She just goes and mm. does a different thing, and you're mm. like, oh, okay, we, okay. I've forgotten that she uh, knocks out a child. I, I had forgotten that to save yeah. them, though, right? Like that's yeah, but... yeah, but like, mm. it's, it's, there's a lot of things here that he's talking about that we know aren't going to be talked about. Oh, we, we have the wonderful one. line of time is evil. But maybe he meant <laughs> yeah. the planet. Ooh. But I also like, I also like, though, because one, if, again, like maybe this is too generous, but one theme we've already seen in this, in the Flux two episodes, 
is that time is a weapon, right? You've got the the Weeping Angels use time as a weapon. You've seen the Santarans using time as a weapon. They might be setting that up, that basically, like, that, that is a philosophical way of looking at time. And that actually the Doctor, who, you know, is a time lord and obviously sees the positives in time travel, maybe that is a natural conflict they're kind of setting up there. Yeah, you I did would notice, be doing that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't did, know if that's something that they're doing, did, but we'll see. Did, did did you spot the Weeping Angels in this episode? I didn't know. Where were they? The the people in the the, the big circle, the quantum locked oh. women who, who look identical, who wear dresses, and they're and all looking at each other. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're doing I mean, a Weeping Angels origin story. Oh, we're I doing a Weeping think, Angels origin story, aren't we? I think we? we're doing a Weeping Angel origin story. Oh, you've... Yes. Well, that... I mean, so that is... So that theming works, then. That's what they're doing, then, is the idea of time as a weapon. Yeah. I don't hate that. So that's my... I mean, we've got the name of the next two episodes. We've got Once Upon Time is the next episode. Mm-hmm. And then we've got... The village of the weeping angels, or something, for the fourth one. I can't remember. It's literally just the, the fifth episode is called "They're the Weeping Angels." The people in the temple, those are the weeping angels. That's the, <laughs> the fifth episode. And yeah, you're right. That's the origin. Called, ah, no, flux. That's the origin of them. They're the weeping angels, and Yaz is going to become a weeping angel, and she's oh, the yeah. one who's sending Claire back to warn them about something. Yeah, probably. There you go. Done. I always, I actually had an origin for the Weeping Angels. Did you just in your head? Yeah, actually, most of full on. script. Full script. I wrote. Not going to use tell, it. Tell, it's, well, it's, it's never going to be, never going to be used. But go on, be able to tell us. Yeah, like, I might use it unless this is the origin of the Weeping well, Angels. Not the, well, this is the origin for the Weeping Angels. If it's not, <laughs> then it's the worst mistake ever made in Doctor Who. Because that's you're absolutely right. That is one hundred percent what they're saying. Up. I yeah, missed that. I inspired that. It specifically states they're quantum locked, so they if they if this yeah. isn't the origin of the Weeping Angels, I'm going to be fucking surprised. So, what was your origin, or do you want to keep hold of it in case you no, want to use it for something off, in the future? It was it was it was the Doctor's fault. It was it was one of the earliest civilizations in the universe, so it's one of the first to sort of become like a proper spacefaring civilization or that sort of shit. Mm. But they became spacefaring and sort of genetically perfect and wonderful. But they were doing it because they. Their, their son, because it was very early ages of the universe, their son was a very short-lived son. And it was all very unstable. Right. So they were trying to get off their planet as quickly as possible. And they were just getting to the point where they're getting the ability to kind of evacuate the planet and stuff and move somewhere else yeah. as their son's about to explode. And the Doctor goes and is, lands there and is trying to save them um, and ends up quantum-locking them to protect them and makes them hold them each other. He gets the idea from the Weeping Angels, like, hold each other, I'll turn you into... Thought I can do this thing because they're all like they're, they're contro- their DNA was controlled from this device that made everybody mm. like perfect and can survive all the radiation and stuff that was bombing down. And the doctor's like, I can give you all these things to help you survive and program it. And Quantum locked them was like, ha ha! And then uh, they all fly away. And the doctor didn't realize they had wings. And then they all holding each other, locked together, and sort of you know the right. sun <laughs> blows their planet up. And the doctor watches for the TARDIS as these people just get blown through the universe as stone. And then they get separated from their loved ones and are lone and lost and lonely in the universe and angry as they mm. can't move away from their things. And that was that was the dumb origin I had for just a one-off episode, just oh. as a surprise. Oh, it's the Weeping Angel origin story, and nobody knew it was coming. But Dan, yeah, maybe the planet that they were on was called Time. <laughs>
Yeah, it wasn't. Are they gonna do? Are they gonna do the? the are they gonna steal another Moffat idea? Was it Moffat? No, it was Russell T. Davies, Davies' idea, right? That the Doctor, the word Doctor, is originated that's from the Doctor. Moffat, that's a Moffat. That's a Moffat. Moffat. I think. Idea. Do you think they're gonna do? Do you think they're gonna steal that idea and make it that time is called time because of the coincidentally that's the name of this planet? Yeah, fuck it. But the concept of time's <laughs> gonna be named after it. I, I guarantee it. I think that's coming. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. So anyway, Weeping Angels come from here. I don't know why there's loads of them, but we'll find that out, I suppose. But Do you know what the capital of uh, time is? The, the capital city of the planet time? <laughs> Maybe they're just called the angels in different lore. That's going to be the reveal, isn't it? I know of this place in yeah. lore, they're called the angels, and then they're all... It's, uh, yeah. Feeding off time, and yeah. time is chaos or something. They controlled time. The whole thing. Time was time. I found a massive plot hole in my book this week. Right at the very last chapter, I went, oh, everything here doesn't work. Mm. And I had to root it out and do a lot of work and fix things and go through. And I, my book is so... It's, it's like... I don't look at the actual book. I've got like a basic circuit diagram of the time travel that I then go and change that and then I know where to change it. Yeah, you don't look at the code itself. You just see redhead, blonde. Yeah, it's the matrix thing. literally that shit. And every time someone does a shit time travel story like this, I'm like, well, why am I bothering? I mean, time travel stories fundamentally never actually hold up to scrutiny, or is your is your is your hope that yours actually will? Literally, the whole point of it is no, that is bullshit. It's just laziness. You can do a time travel story that holds up to scrutiny. Interesting. Okay, that's the yeah. As long as you've got the, as long as you put the effort in and you make time yeah. travel rules and stick to them, that's all you need to do. Oh, okay. So you're allowed to make fictional rules. So, like, say. Yeah, because time travel. Back, like, like, back to the future yeah. works internally. Like Back to the Future works internally. Like that's fine. Yeah, this had Back to the Future time travel see. in it. This episode as well of Doctor Who, I quite enjoyed of them fading away. Just after fading a while. away. I was about to text you a joke about that, and then you texted me saying you were late starting, so I didn't. So I'm gonna spoil <laughs> it for you. I'm a thoughtful person. Um, <laughs> you were saying about your 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 book. Yeah, it's yeah. I, as long as you have the rules and you follow the rules, you can make. Yeah. competent time travel but it's got to have mm. logic and it's got to be a, a set of rules that has logic that you can teach and follow so you mm. can't then just go oh why didn't they go back and do this I'm like oh because the logic says that won't work so it has right. to be the logic has to be solid and I've come up with an idea and that was sort of the first thing I came up with and then I built a story around that and then four stories mm. scrapped and rebuilt later I found what I liked but the logic has remained secure and I found a hole in it very late game to find a hole in it not like not, once you've read, you sort of like it's, if it was your third read through, you go, "Wait a minute!" But that's that's the kind yeah. of level I'm plugging at at the moment, and that's the and that's the audience as well that you want to go you you want to you want to go to, and yeah. you're, it's going to be a book for nerds, right? So oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You would expect your audience to be as nerdy about it as you'd be, so yeah, you should absolutely pay that yeah. much attention. It's fair enough. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I like Vinda. I shall uh... back to Doctor Who. Sorry, I huh? keep going back to Doctor yeah, Who. I yeah. Like yeah, he's good. He's he's good. He's fun to watch. The actor's great, actually. Very um, I don't know. He holds the attention. He's got a bit of charisma to him. The yeah. uh, it's one of, one of those actors where I'm like, I'm going to see you in other th- better things. Yeah, the there's definitely good. Yeah, yeah. you're definitely going to be. In, yeah, right. We'll never see again. But definitely, I'm. I mean, I'm watching the little like 
the little games they put up on the YouTube channel, the Doctor YouTube channel, where they're just sort of like fucking hitting stuff with a slingshot and Jodie shit with mm. a slingshot. She definitely would have missed that Sontara. Uh, and there's so much charisma between Jodie and Yaz that is just not on the screen. Mm. So I don't know if it's a direction thing or it's an actor <laughs> thing because Yaz is just very flat and boring. Is like I just the- I maintain I think neither of them is being given very good material to work with. An actor can only can only work with what they've been given, like script wise. So yeah, but I mean, but Vinder and Yaz standing opposite each other. Yaz is just very like face forward, say line scrunch face when line confusing for character, and that's kind of <laughs> all you're getting. And the other guy's kind of like looking around, like looking at stuff. Feels like he's in the yeah. place, is moving about a bit, and he just like there's there's he he is in that scene. Mm, he he is a, a person in that scene going, What the fuck's happening? And and looks like he's thinking what the fuck's happening and he's saying what the fuck's happening, but there's more to it than just mm. tell. There's a lot of show going on. I just don't get that. Yeah. Me. That's fair. And it's That's just fair. it's a good it's a good I'm enjoying the good bit of Vinda. I like that he just started shooting the baddie. Oh, fuck, I'll shoot him. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, yeah, another few guys. Can't dodge them all. <laughs> uh, what do we think of the baddies? They've been in it now for two episodes. The Doctor's greatest nemesis of all time ever, in brackets. <laughs> this week. lost in time and something, something, something. I I don't... You know what? I found I found, I found found them more interesting this episode. I think they're, they, they, they grew on me a bit this episode. Like, I did enjoy the, the evil bants. Are they secretly someone else? That's usually the thing in Doctor Who, isn't it? That they're yeah. secretly actually. Are there any clues there? I mean, who they are? I don't. There's definitely. I mean, Dan's. There's something with Dan. I don't there's know what it is. There's something there's about Dan. Something with Dan. I mean, they've said he's immune to psychic stuff. The dog tried to be psychic to him, and it didn't work. And his house specifically mm. was targeted. And he was yeah. like, and his his was the dog who went through time, and his person he's dating has been kidnapped by those two people, and there's just That's all true. these bits that are pointing towards there's something with Dan. There's something about Dan. Something about Dan that we don't know. Maybe it'll be a reveal of oh, I'm, I hope it's not the master. Oh, I'm actually... they've done. They've pulled that card quite recently. The master tends to go and sit on the shelf for a few years at least, right? Yeah. I mean, they will go back to the master right away. The last master. Although Missy was relatively recent. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, we went from Missy to the master. The Missy was in, like, not the final episode, but the one before the final episode of Capaldi's run. Then we got the master Mm. a season later, after, like, nothing. We got Dark's master, like, next to each other. That's true. Um, So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's something there, but it's just. Instead of going, oh, let's create a new villain for the Doctor, which is what I think is really interesting stuff to do. Like coming up yeah. with a new compelling villain to add to the thing. Coming up with a new yeah. compelling villain and being like, no, you just used to fight this person. Yeah. Giving them yeah. that history that we don't know about before. I just think weakens. Why it's very, it's a good, it's a, it's a cheap shortcut, right? To go and go, oh, well, we've, we've been, we've, we've fought the time wars from millennia back and forth. I've always yeah. been your equal doctor. It's a way of creating the sense of like a a pathos and badassery that isn't actually demonstrated on screen. It's kind of a it's a lazy play, but it kind of it, you know it it does kind of work to an extent. Like you I, I you can definitely play that card a few times. It works for an ally. I think if you bring something mm. new and the doc's like, oh, this is something I've known for ages, or like, oh shit, it's this person. I think that's always a fun yeah. thing. 
Because yeah, they're always true. a bit shifty and like, oh, you've, you've changed, Doctor. It's always a bit fun. But I think with, mm-hmm. a, with a bad guy, I need a bit more... I, again, oh, yeah, I don't know for what, sure. With two episodes in, I don't know what the bad guy's plan is. It's time. It's, uh, it's time. time. It's, it's time. time. It's, to, it's to origin the Weeping Angels. That's what it is. It's that there was something in the Doctor Who universe that was not yet tediously explained. Yeah, uh, and got, uh, I'm just gonna. You gotta sell. You gotta sell. You've gotta sell the new edition of the uh, of the reference book for kids, right? You've gotta. You've gotta like make it so that everyone's reference book, the page on Reaping Angels, is now out of date. You've gotta do that. <laughs> Christmas is coming up, man. Just, I just want to say, I got no interest in doing any of this shit. I find it so like the least interesting story. Like, all this like navel gazing, looking back at the history of the show. Sure. Like, Move forward, man. Just go forward. Tell me a new fucking compelling story. And I think that's what Russell T is going to do. I think that's I where so. he's going to go with it. I fucking hope, I hope so. so too. Oh, we had a great Yash think... line. Sorry, I should keep going. Sorry. Go on. No, 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 no. Prefer it. I'm going off to great, a different uh, thing. Carry on. Go, go off to a different thing. It's, well, it's, it's, already, it's we're, already, we're nearly a couple of hours in, right? So we should probably <laughs> keep the pace Aaron up. 20. Aaron 20. We Aaron 20. Right. Okay, fair play. That's not too bad. Um, Yaz was... Guy starts zapping one of the people. I think it was one of the already broken ones. Mm. The already broken or quantumly split apart because they're quantumly locked time people yeah. thing. Yaz becomes a weeping angel. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, yeah, he starts to touch this woman who screams out in pain and she starts to dissolve. And mm. then Yaz says, Stop, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Does she. Does she, does she not understand basic human interaction? There's, there's certainly a, a vague sense with Yaz of it being her first day all the time. <laughs> you know, when you go into a shop and someone's really struggling, like with the till, it's like, oh, bless you. I remember, yeah. I remember my first day, fair play, you know. But it's, it's like a first of day for everything. It's a first day with a pen, mm-hmm. for fuck's sake. She doesn't know where to write on her body to remember something. <laughs> that is like there's very few other places in your body that it would vanish faster that's and really I, bothered you hasn't it it's that's really, really bothered me it's that, such a stupid really... fucking it's Homer Simpson levels of having to do a speech it's got it's... that energy yeah <laughs> it just I'm going to write it in the palm of my hand oh I've it's gone but it has to be hidden so that it can be a point that it's surprising she's got long sleeves knows. Just write it on a fucking arm. <laughs> All those scenes oh. where she rolls her sleeves up to do the mechanics that she knows. Oh. <sighs> Why okay, don't the Sontarans recharge in shifts? Why are they all out for the exact same <laughs> seven and a half minutes with no defences? Because, look, okay, all of us when writing, you know, you get to 9pm. You've not quite done the pages you hope to do that day. Sorry, sorry, that'd be a good start writing, Mike. That's when the writing starts. That's because you're podcasting till 9 pm every day, right? That's what it, is. it literally is 9.02 pm right now. That's amazing. That's well time. That's amazing. I actually I'm, I I have like fifteen minutes tops now I do have to go. So just to let oh, you know. So shit. let's we are squeezing we are squeezing how far through your page of notes are we? I think no, I think we got very oh I have one more thing. One more real thing let's, I wanted let's, to talk about. Let's take 15 minutes to explore that one thing. This is going to be good, everyone. Okay. Settle in. Grab yourself another drink. 15 minutes. This is this is, this is is the big one. This is very right. important. Go down. So, yeah. you know, in the last episode, we introduced 
Dan. Mm-hmm. Claire, yes. I think. Uh, Dan's girlfriend. Who is not named yet? Mm, I can't remember. Diane, I or, think. Or was something like that, yeah. Diane. Okay. It had die in it. I remember having die in it. Two Norwegian mm-hmm. people, two enemies, yep. two uh, uh, people who work for the division because they had the One same of those gun. Norwegian people was an enemy. Yes. Right? Or was the. Yeah, carry on. Two of the division people who were guarding that person, they had the same gun as Joe Brand's doctor. It was the same gun they had when they went and checked on the other enemy. Okay. We introduced us on Tarans, who are just gone now. Weeping Angels, all this stuff. There's a lot of characters are introduced. So my question to you is this. Who's the third bloke with the baddies? Who's the guy with a skull mask? He's the passenger, right? Who's that cut? Where did he come from? Uh, they called him Passenger, right? Which is the most, which is the least badass name of a henchman ever. <laughs> oh dear! I think he was called Passenger. I, maybe it was something else, but I swear they called him Passenger. Oh, if it's Passenger, it's the Doctor in a suit that's controlling them, and they're doing timey wimey stuff, right? Oh, you're 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 thinking a uh, Return of the Jedi style costume? Yeah, yeah, could be, could be. Where did they come from? They Not Return of the Jedi, sorry. Anyway, sorry, Karen. Just turned up. Just a yeah. guy turned up. Just a big fucking fat guy turned up with a big skull face. Mm. And they were just like, oh, this is Keith. Yeah, he's always been here. That's Keith. Yeah. <laughs> he's He 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 handles their... Tra- in order to go to the planet time, you need to have an escort. He, he's, he's actually from the tourist board. He's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's magical. Hey, what's that? What's that forum that you always check on? Think of this episode. There you go. Gallifrey. You have to do that in episodes. Well, what do we think of that episode? What Me. number? What's the you know number? What? Are we? Well, we're rating on a curve, right? We're we're marking on a curve. So I would say, within the Chibnall run, that might have been a seven or an eight. A Chibnall seven, which is a Moffat two, yeah, <laughs> or or a Russell T Davis fucking nun. Yeah. A Russell T. Davies, shoot it again. Yeah. <laughs> Russell T. Davies, nope, we'll have to do that. Fuck that noise. <laughs> we'll go, I'm going to seven then. A Russell Which T. Says, Davies, uh, Torchwood. Yeah. Oh, Chibnall was the executive producer on Torchwood. So. I know. I know. So, I know. just saying. Um, which I is know. well above average, but no masterpiece. Sure, let's say that. Oh, is that what Sit- they, what the community... That's what it says. A seven is well. That's what it says. Well above average, but no masterpiece. A six is yeah. just a cut above average, and an eight is it's certainly worthy of high praise. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We're a seven then. I think seven. I'm voting seven, and the answer is good old Gallifrey base is giving it. Oh, need to refresh. I've had the page. I've had the page open for ages. Uh, uh, quite a very strong eight. Okay. Eight. A big strong eight with uh, next one is nine, then seven, then ten, then six, five, four, three, two, one. Oh wow! So 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 loved, loved by that community, all very well liked by that community. Yeah, very well. I think we're just grumpy, Dan. I think we're just grumpy. I think I I think think the uh... I think we just expect the very basics of coherent television, like just a just a coherent uh, start finish story, isn't it? Just midpoints. Well, as, as two men, as two men in our thirties, you know, as we where we started this this episode, <laughs> I think maybe we need to change with the times and realise that, that that's not as important as it used to be. What coherent? Back in our if, day, coherent if narrative. If we just yeah. aired 
explosions and fireworks that were shaped like the TARDIS, people would give it 10 out of 10s and call it the next Breaking Bad. I mean, I could make that game in a weekend. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get that going. I'll tell you what, I've been rewatching Better Call Saul. That show is brilliant. I've never seen it. I'm saving it. I'm saving oh, it for when it's, it's all out brilliant. so I can go through it all in one go because I hate waiting yeah. for shows. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I think that is the best way to watch it. Like, just uh, you because it's a it's it's quite slow moving, so I think it, it definitely is a bingey kind of a show. It's a show you want to watch all in one go kind of thing. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. That's my. Good, I watched Breaking Bad after it all finished. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So that was a nice. I was like, oh, that's good because if I had to wait any of those uh, season ends, I would have <laughs> I would have not yeah. slept for months. Yeah. It's a good fucking show. It's a good fucking show. Doc Two today good was stuff. a Chibnall Seven. Okay. A Chibnall Seven. Moffat three or a four. Russell to Davis two three. I'm gonna rank it higher. I gave it a little bit more though. Did you see that? You did. That was very generous of you. You've grown. Generous, You've Mike. grown. You've shown character development through this uh, through this episode. Wow. <laughs> I was gonna say that really mean. So, um, thanks for spending an hour and a half of your birthday talking about Doctor Who with me. That's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. We'll be back next week for Once, Comma Upon Time. It's a very clever title. Will it be a clever show? Probably not. <laughs> Better than War of the Sontarans that didn't actually feature a War of the Sontarans, just a tactical retreat and a. It was yeah. It was more. It was more the aftermath of a little tussle with the Sontarans. The gentle incursion <laughs> of the Sontarans. <laughs> Sontaran insurrection. That's what I would call it. There you go. Anyway, bye everybody. Bye.